as well that this is like us coming back so yeah let's, <laughs> let's give it some welly what's good guys it's your two favorite cowards in the game no 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 <laughs> <laughs> the final fix podcast what's good guys welcome back to the final fix podcast we are back we've had a, a long a long time mm. off bit of a break bit of, bit of a little you know rejuvenation period bit of a sabbatical uh, and we're back we, we we did record an episode last week but i i don't think i was ever ever going to be in the mood to edit it and so <laughs> trying trying to flip the approach to try and make it a bit more interesting for you guys um, and try and do something a bit more that you guys can maybe have a go at as well once you've heard what we've done. But before we dig into this episode, I said because we've obviously took a long time out, we'll uh, run through a, a, a good amount of fixes that we've uh, both had or both experienced throughout the past few weeks, and just just list them off, list them off. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put shall I put pressure on you or should I do mine first? I can do mine. I've got I've got a few you, lined you're, up. You ready? All right. Okay. Go go for it. Man. Yeah. So my my musical fixes, well, main fix has been um, "It's a Pleasure" by Baxter Jury, which I managed to get Ooh. on on record in the last week. Just oh, had shit. it on yeah, loads yeah. lately. Yeah, it's oh, it's right. a great album. It's kind of hard to pigeonhole what genre it is, but mm. it's just a lot of elements of lots of different genres. And I think he's really good at balancing sort of like tunes, bangers, as well yeah. as like insightful kind of like depressing music. So it's been a, it's been pretty good for maintaining that balance. Yeah, and then I yeah. think for films. Well, I've just been back on Martin Scorsese films, to be honest. Oh, like, shit. Literally, you, yeah. You, you, you spiked my interest now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this week I've watched Raging Bull again, and I've watched The Wolf of Wall Street again. Um, and what did I watch last week? Uh, I watched another one of his films last week, and I can't remember which did you one. Watch, did you watch The Godfather at one point as well? We were that? going to, and, we, and then we changed our minds oh, okay. uh, in, in my house. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the other one was. But yeah, it's <laughs> been on... <laughs> Um, Martin Scorsese films again, mm-hmm. which has been good fun. Yeah, you still haven't been able to get around to the Irishman, though. No, I still haven't. Because <laughs> my house have watched it and I haven't, uh, and we're trying to watch Don't... ones that, um, oh, right, okay, that like the most of us haven't, haven't seen. seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i'll watch that at some point on my own though and i will give yeah, you don't, my don't, thoughts don't listen, don't listen to the shit opinions i won't don't worry <laughs> no yeah go on and then you've got a t- have you got a tv show or i've only been watching shameless and then the odd film here and there um uh, but I, I swear i did say a, a tv show last week I don't no, really just, just I move really on from me i've already all said right. a few so it's yeah. all right all right for me i have one music one but we'll get but we'll get into that basically i'll, I'll listen ah, to is it. it gonna appear in the in the uh, it'll, it'll appear it'll appear in the episode in not nice. this episode i don't think but the one after uh, okay. so we'll, we'll leave me going off on that for then but the other one i want to mention which could well have been included and we've just had a little discussion about it is uh, american dream by lcd sound system oh yeah but yeah, I think everyone counts it out as their worst record, and I I just think it's it's one of the best. I think I I prefer it when they're more moody and less dancey, <laughs> yeah. and kind of include more electronic elements and stuff. So that's why that record probably appeals to me more. I feel like there's a lot more emotion in it, and I think that stands out to me a lot more. Anyway, fair enough. As for films, I have I have watched quite a few films in the uh, past few, but I'll run through some of the ones that stood out. Um, Go on. Lovers Rock, uh, one of the small acts, Steve McQueen films, is fantastic. It's just very much in the moment. You're at a party, it's the 80s, and it just manages just to capture that moment just so well. It's such an immersive film, and it's one where you kind of lose yourself more than any other film just because, you know, you feel like you're there. Paris, Texas, one of the Mm -hmm. most just emotionally 
gut-wrenching films but without it being sad like I, I feel like you're holding a breath trying to find out what's going on with this one character throughout the whole film and then you get to the end and that that final scene in the phone booth honestly one of the best scenes in film history i'll, I'll say that right now shit bold claim all about my mother pedro almodovar spanish film kind of saying a lot about you know the struggles that women go through and the different identities that they may have and you know the different decisions they have to make and i think for as well being directed by a guy it's kind of mad how much appreciation he has and i think it's a really really intimate and really lovely film uh on the waterfront i think marlon Mar- brando marlon brando smashes it i think a lot of the performances in that smash it and i didn't think it would uh, take as much of a hold on me as it did weird crossover there we're watching raging bull this week and oh, then yeah. um he, he gives that um Oh yeah, yeah, he does at that, the end. That, yeah. a monologue from from on the waterfront, doesn't he? At the yeah, end, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I've got loads of shit. <laughs> Ratcatcher, a Scottish film about Glasgow in the seventies, I think. Council estate, really rough. Loved that. La Dolce Vita, Fellini, fantastic. Basically, different vignettes of a person's life, and I think it kind of shows, you know, what identity is and the media and how you can only perceive a story from what you see rather than what's actually real. And yeah, that's me going off on films. Before <laughs> before I wrap it off with I May Destroy You which is one of the most amazing TV shows I've seen uh, dealing with kind of trauma in this modern age, like looking at social media and that sort of thing and how, you know, clarity and where the clarity from it comes from and kind of getting over that and expressing that in, you know, art and everything. Michaela Cole's fantastic co-director, writer and uh, protagonist. So, and that final, that 12th episode is one of the most just fucked up, like amazingly fucked up things ever. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a quick run through our fixes. As for what we want to do today, basically uh, there's been a meme going around on the, uh, well, a music meme, so no one's probably seen it. <laughs> but uh, basically, it's it's the favourite album meme. And so you'll see it on the front cover. And so, yeah, you, you guys can have a go at it as well if you listen to albums like we do. But uh, yeah, so it's just... Or even a, if not. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, maybe even if not, just, you know, try challenge yourself. Mm. But yeah, so it's just a different set of criteria for different albums yeah it's just like a, a, a categories for different albums that you might listen to falling or albums for specific reasons kind of thing yeah, yeah 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 and so we'll do half of it this episode half of it next episode that way because we'll be keep, here for we'll ages keep, yeah, keep, yeah. Your, keep you on your toes as well but yeah and so to start off we have got uh, our favorite album of all time now i know that yours has changed recently yeah because i only listened to this album um over the summer last year i'm sure this has probably been mentioned in an episode before um but my favorite album of all time at the minute you know it could change again who knows but (laughs) at the minute it is a wizard a true star by todd rundgren who i found through my love of xtc because he produced their best album in my opinion skylarking so i checked out some of his solo stuff someone said that this was a good place to start with this album because it's really weird (laughs) and i just like well, actually, no, I didn't fall in love with it just straight away because I, I listened to it and I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but then something about it was like, oh, I, I should listen to that again. And I did listen to it again. And then I listened to it again. I listened to it again. And then I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it's clicked. It's clicked. Got it on record. <laughs> and it's just, it's just oh, it's so good. Like the first half of it, it just, fl- all the tracks in the first half of the album just flow so nicely. Yeah. And the, the last track in the first half of the album is like, uh, it just sort of, it's very similar and it's a lot of, it's basically like harking back to the first track, so it's all gone full circle, basically. Oh, shit, cool. Um, and so that in of itself would have been an amazing album. 
but then there's a whole other half to get through which includes this like 10 minute medley uh, of like Ooh. psychedelic covers of motown songs Bruh. and it's just they're so cool like um <laughs> and i the, i think the feeling that i got from it was like it's quite similar to what i got from skylark and bikes dc so todd rubber yeah. is just magic with his his <laughs> music but it's just it's such a feeling of like childlike discovery and euphoria from yeah. from hearing these things that maybe you haven't heard before or, or haven't heard in, in ages and it just it's such a warm album that it just makes me so happy every time I listen to it so oh, that is why it is number one right now oh fair enough um, whereas whereas mine I think I think there's it's going to be very 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 hard for any album to knock this off my yeah. top spot it's been my favourite album since maybe I was about 15 or 16 similar to you I think when I first listened to it I was like right what's going on here then like all these songs are just a bit uh, and mm. so I ended up just like cutting it out for all of the singles or whatever other songs yeah, that yeah. were you know palatable I, I think it's, I don't know if I mentioned this but I literally I listen to this album like every single day before before my GCSEs, um, and that is Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." One and only. This album I could just talk about for about two hours, so I'm going to try and keep <laughs> it concise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for one, the whole story arc of it, and I think the fact that he carries it on from his last album, and you know, he basically goes through that hubris kind of thing, and oh, he's bigger than everyone now. He's obviously he's putting his city on the map, and then he goes back and he realizes that you know ultimately he's damaging his city by what he's saying and then he realizes he needs to you know do he needs to do something genuine and do something genuinely beneficial for compton yeah and then he can't when he kind of goes back and oh that's it because he releases all right and all right obviously you know took me was a massive part in black lives matter movement and then he realizes that he still needs to go back and see what the correct message is. Yeah, not lose sight of it. Yeah, and then I think so. He, he ends up going back. He meets the devil. He ends up meeting God. He ends up putting out another message and saying how black people have basically just been sort of victimized, marginalized. So then he, he goes back and makes the point. You know, how could I weep when Trayvon Martin was in the street when gangbanging made me kill? someone blacker than me quote unquote that's such a good ending to the song possibly possibly my favorite on that album and then i think the interview at the end with tupac on mortal man is just unbelievable in sort of mm. saying i think it's just amazing how he you go through this whole journey and then he sums it up so perfectly in the caterpillar and the butterfly and you know kendrick lamar sees you know these celebrities but he realizes that now he just needs to pimp it so it's his it's his own he's benefiting from it himself and he's taking his world and he's truly sort of embodying it uh, for the majority and so everyone can see where he's come from uh, in yeah. that sense and as well uh, Thundercat's amazing on this uh, Anna Wise is great on this uh, I love all the funk influences I think the fact that it isn't such a uh, palatable record ultimately makes it so much better in that sense and I think as well yeah that it takes time to grow on you yeah just channeling all of that is, is fantastic but yeah I'll leave that there for now because I could probably talk about the whole thing for whole episode, a, whole, a whole episode so we'll get there when we run out of ideas <laughs> uh but yeah we move on to uh it's lyrics isn't it yeah best lyrics i best. love this because we've got like the two complete opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> <laughs> i don't right should we start do we start dark or do we start light <laughs> we'll start dark because then the light will cheer us up yeah yeah okay. um yeah um so, so my, I think so mine's the dark for, one, yeah. Yeah, what's your what's yeah. you going for, Sean? <laughs> I went for Carrie and Lowell by Sufjan Stevens, which is one of the most depressing albums that you'll yeah. ever listen to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> written in the wake of Sufjan's mum dying, and if you 
listen to Sufjan's older stuff and he talks about the relationship that he has with his mom and it wasn't great like yeah. um, th- th- she abandoned him when he was a child but then came back into his life for fluttering periods for maybe a year at max at a time and then would go away to deal with her own like addictions and stuff like in her life it was a very conflicting opinion that he had over his mum because I think yeah. obviously you want to love your mum and I think he did enjoy these the times that he spent with her Yeah, but she just wasn't there for a lot mm. of his life so when she dies this album is basically him coming to terms with how he actually feels about it because it's not as simple as being just really sad that his mum's died because of all these other feelings yeah. that are going on so that to put into words yeah, is that's... no easy task but the fact that he does it and it's so it's so raw it's so and fucking real. raw yeah man yeah, like, yeah he does not hold back i think 4th of july just is one of them and uh, what's it? Is it my only? The other thing? The only thing? The only thing? Yeah, that yeah. is a depressing that, song. Like both of them. Are they back to back as well? Like fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, this album. And um, no shade in the shadow of the cross. Which oh, yeah, Sufjan yeah, yeah. is a good Christian boy who never <laughs> swears, but he swears in that song, and that that was like. <gasps> How that was a shocking he. moment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, Sufjan said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a very raw emotional listen that could not have been an easy task to put into words Definitely. so the amount of respect i have for him for doing that and so fresh in the wake of it as well yeah that's yeah. nothing short of amazing and like very respectful and commendable I so think, yeah i think as well it's like it's very uh kind of intimate as well and yeah it's like the like if you stripped if you stripped the album of its lyrics like you'd still be i mean obviously we're making a point about how personal and amazing the lyrics are but the instrumentation on it the uh, you know the guitars and even i don't know i just love the ending of uh, the title track it's just yeah you're just the fact that you're just sat in it and you're completely immersed by it and it's like you know nothing else matters like you just feel bad for sophia <laughs> Yeah, and I think yeah, I think that's amazing. Like it's not it's not even like um, just an acoustic guitar album. There's so many like, ambient yeah, textures definitely. in there, and it that really helps to to convey what he's saying as well and just bolster it even more. So mm. amazing album, amazing album. But yeah, we'll we'll completely flip that uh, to yeah. fucking, Cheer to, us up now. to to mine, which I think being a rap fan, I think I, it was very very hard for me to pick one because I think I could probably have put something for Butterfly here as well. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's Joe from the editing booth. I just thought that I'm going to interject right now to say that there are so many albums that I didn't realise had so much lyrical weight that I completely forgot to mention in this part. Uh, So I thought I'll give them some justice and, you know, go through them all now. The albums that I've got here anyway are um, Illmatic by Nas, Joy is an Act of Resistance by Idols, Atrocity Exhibition by Danny Brown, Andrew Jackson, Jihad, People Who Can Eat People Are The Luckiest People In The World, Clipping in both Visions of Bodies Being Burned and There Existed An Addiction To Blood, uh, a lot of Shushu records, I'm just going to highlight A Promise, a lot of The Microphones records, but I'm going to highlight The Glow Part 2 and a lot of Mount Eerie records, uh, A Crow Looked At Me carries along the same sort of lines as Carrie and Lowell. Twinned Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest, Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel, Hiding Places, 444 Jay-Z, Slint, Spiderland, uh, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot by Wilco, and finally, You Won't Get What You Want by Daughters. I just thought I'd show them a bit of love because, spoiler, they're not getting mentioned throughout the rest of the video. So yeah, we will uh, continue back to Joe and but I did want to go for a certain album, but it will pop, it will crop up again, so I won't mention it now, but I went with uh, MF Doom, Madlib, Rest in Peace MF Doom, uh, Mad Villainy, 
just because I think when it comes to rap music and I think everyone sort of takes themselves so 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 seriously but they don't really mm. take the rhymes and you know the art of rapping in a sense kind of that seriously uh, whereas yeah. I think this fucking blows everything out the water <laughs> the rhyme schemes like some of the stuff like it's i love how it's like the bar where he says in accordion it's like um just keep your eye out like i i captain and i was yeah, like it's just like the um, like the fact that it's just one thing but you know it takes a lot it just you just got to take a minute just to go oh shit that's what he means like a pirate i i out uh, i i captain like a pirate i'm like oh my yeah. god how fucking sick like <laughs> some of some of the bars are just like um, you can't comprehend it at all, and it's just it's all it's the genius of the villain, and yeah. um, I think the fact that he does so, it in such his own way as well, and you know he's so relentless with his flows, and he's so creative with it, and you know he, there's always stuff coming out of this guy, like it's just fantastic. Like he doesn't he doesn't put he doesn't take his foot off the pedal throughout the whole album. Yeah, and I think that's it. And I think I'm quite happy that I said that now because <laughs> it kind of take kind of lifts the mood a little bit like we said yeah yeah it takes it takes a certain kind of rapper to pull off a line like borderline schizo sort of fine <laughs> tits so like, <laughs> fucking hell it's the bit where he says on the great day today where he's like uh one wish i wish i had two more wishes and i wish they fixed the door to the matrix there's my glitches so, so many bit, uh, verses sometimes my jaw twitches one thing this party could use is more <clears throat> and he just completely switches <laughs> yeah. it he just completely switches it. I just think, oh man, that guy's a hero. But yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll carry it on. We, we're on album covers. Did you pick? Oh, of course, of course, of the course. D- the dethroned champ. The dethroned, the, the dethroned album. champ of the Sean uh, LBD topsters. Yeah, <laughs> former former number one. Now probably sat at about number three or four. I reckon. Wow. Mm. Okay, but yeah, go on. I went for going blank again by Ride course i i, I was going to say i think that was maybe one of my honorable mentions yeah but yeah i love the art style on this it's it's amazing um uh, yeah it's just so bright i think it captures um a lot yeah. of the, the the music quite well nicely into it uh, and just i think maybe it's so high because i love the album so much but i just think it's it should be iconic like it's one of them ones that i think people should should just know and and, and think yeah, about definitely but, it's like one of them where you see it and you recognize it kind yeah of. and just know it straight away and then you can you can sort of see in the image makes you think of the music as well yeah, which i'm sure a lot of albums do but i think this one does it particularly i think that yeah definitely yeah i think this that's i think a lot of shoegaze albums or particularly this and uh, loveless definitely yeah, capture yeah. the essence of the songs um throughout but yeah. yeah this is definitely the more brighter side of of shoegaze isn't it yeah, definitely. No, I was gonna run through some of the. Uh, I have. A, I had a couple of honorable mentions. I think it's lucky that I've just got a load of albums staring at me right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the wall, aren't they? Yeah, uh, but I was gonna say, uh, get to heaven. Uh, yeah, everything, everything one. is a banging one. I want to say one, but it comes up later, so I'll probably. I'm, okay. I might have to try and remember to reference it then. Um, Grimes are angels is sick as well. Oh yeah, and um, I think most Radiohead ones. Um, oh, uh, most Radiohead in, ones. I wanted to say Mac Miller faces as well. I just think it's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, the my one is the uh, Pink Floyd's "Wish You Were Here." I just think it's yeah. so, it's so minimal and so class, man. Like and iconic. Yeah, just so many of the themes on the album as well. Like the fact that you know it's all about the record industry and you know what they want from Pink Floyd and mm. you know. 
Ultimate and Sid Barrett and, as and well. And Sid Barrett as well. And the fact that as well, like when they took the picture, obviously it's it's nineteen seventy five, so there's no effects or anything. So they they yeah. actually lit someone. A man on fire. actually on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Have you seen the pictures of them like trying to put him out? Yeah. After yeah. The <laughs> like, that's so sick. But yeah. Oh shit! That was the one that I was going to say. Uh, Merryweather Post Pavilion uh, by yeah, uh, Animal that's Collective. Nice that's it. so yeah. And uh, I recommend all the albums that we've mentioned. So uh, yep, de- de- me definitely uh, check them all out. I mean, if you if you haven't, you should be making before. notes while yeah while, while we're right while we're yeah yeah it. yeah. This is it. Get your notepad and pen out. Yeah, this is <laughs> revise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've got the next uh, topic is uh, I'll listen to it someday in quotation marks. And uh, I think it was quite hard for for me to try and think of albums. Ah uh, yeah, I think it was as well for me too. Yeah, but I think there is there Once is I've one putting off. Yeah. There is one that I have mentioned recently, so I just thought I'd, I'd go with that and have said, mm. oh, I, I need to listen to it because uh, I haven't. Uh, and that is uh, Kate Bush's Hounds of Love, which I feel and like you do is, need to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like is a bit blasphemous for someone who's such a, uh, a heavy a heavy music fan or whatever. Um, but like like I don't know. I think yeah, Kate Kate Bush is just definitely an artist that I think everyone deserve you know should explore and see you know what what yeah. she comes out with because I think. From what I have heard, like it's a very, very eccentric and very unique, and I think artists like that definitely yeah. you know, deserve your attention. Um, but yeah, and the uh, best album in my opinion, uh, Hounds of Love. Yeah, I think that was it. It's the it's like the most well known one as well. So I was like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stick that. Yeah. In there. Um, but yeah, and then uh, what? And then you went for oh, I actually have listened to this. Oh no, you listened to mine anyway, so it don't fucking matter. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I wasn't expecting to listen to this. But yeah, you you went for Highway sixty one revisited, Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan. I've not wow. listened to any Bob Dylan album, and it's 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 bizarre because of how highly he's acclaimed and how much I all you know already listened to, um, yeah. you know, bloke with a, a acoustic guitar folk music <laughs> in general. But I just have never listened to Bob Dylan. I remember first listening to him. And yeah. thinking he sounded like shit when I was like fifteen. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, like I think I listened to uh, "Times They Are Changing" when I was younger, and I was oh, like, "This yeah, sucks." Yeah, yeah. Um, but I quite like that song now. But um, but I just haven't haven't gone through any of his yeah. full albums yet. So I think this is would be like the starting point, like "Hands of Lovers" to Kate Bush. So I've listened to "Highway Up 61," but like like you, I haven't listened to "Blood on the Tracks" or "Blonde on Blonde." But yeah, I think Bob Dylan's been one of those artists mm. that I've kind of just been around. Like my granddad adores him, probably adores him to the point where Bob Dylan is to him what Kanye West is to me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so he had "Highway 61" uh, as his ringtone. So whenever I hear that song, I just think my granddad's got a text. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, I remember my dad, like, I think it might have been off his first album, because um, he, he sort of got obsessed with that for a minute. And I was, and I was like, eight at the time, I was like, this is shit, this is shit, this is awful. Um, I might have been a bit older, but yeah. Yeah, so I think Bob Dylan is a, another one as well that I definitely need to sort of uh, have a look at and, and get into. So next up, we've got Big Personal Impact. So getting getting a bit deep now. Um yeah. Into, into our album choice for this one so for, yeah. for mine I went for um, Little Dark Age by MGMT um, MGMT one of my favourite bands still going which may crop up later um, <laughs> but yeah this album came out in 2018 and I yeah, yeah and I listened to it but it came out at the start of, of 2018 and I listened to it around like Christmas time mm-hmm. of that year and that, that time for me was just horrible like um, it was just starting uni and um, so you have all the problems with with, yeah, with that yeah. um 
there was all sorts of stuff going on um at that time which just made it so much more difficult um and so i remember what one day putting this album on um i'd listened to it like once before i think but i again it was like one of those cases where you just think oh that was good and and you know don't really think too much about it yeah um just out you know for a walk in in winter and then that's when it like hits you and i just think a lot of the themes that come up in in the songs really like resonated sure. with what i was what i was dealing with at the time um oh, wow. and so it just it, yeah it just just sort of helped me help me get through that you know what i mean like yeah. um it was just there while while i was dealing with some shit yeah, yeah. so you know no, i appreciate it for that yeah no, did, I, did a lot for me yeah i think um I think I have listened to Little Dark Age a couple of times, but yeah, I definitely haven't got the meanings of them, or they haven't hit me yeah. or whatever, so I will I'll have to go back. I think I need to give MGMT a proper go, because I have listened to Congratulations as well, and I feel like oh, great. That, hasn't, that hasn't done a lot for me. But really? Uh, yeah, but I think it's one Shame. of them. Like, I'll, have to, I'll have to go back, like I've only listened to it once. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my I think it's funny. It kind of it kind of goes along a similar sort of uh, length. But uh, I went with mm. uh, "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. Yeah, um, couldn't have been anything else with you, could it? I don't think so. No, I think it was definitely the album that sort of made me start taking music seriously. Yeah. Um, I think while "Smith Butterfly" made me realise that you know I need to listen to music, uh, you know, front to back of an album, and you know every like the art, like the art behind an album, like the meaning to mm. it. Um, and I think uh, Blonde sort of told me about you know what music because it like Blonde I think when you listen to it for the first time you're just kind of like uh, what yeah <laughs> like why and then you listen to it another time and then another time and then you listen to it about ten times and then you know Blonde's your best friend <laughs> and I think that was basically it I think throughout throughout sixth form it was like it was just so, some of that I always ended up going back to uh, I shouldn't mention sixth form should I but uh, only. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah and i think i think it was definitely again it was one of those times where shit just wasn't going for me but you know stick this album on you just kind of like nothing nothing's wrong with your life while this shit's on like you just you just sort of immerse yourself in in frank and his problems and you so and like Mm. it's like you know him being that sort of raw and honest with you it's kind of like it's just it's it's nice it's nice to have (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you're going through when you're going through a shit time um, yeah, yeah. So what have we got next? We've got the best long album. We sort of went for the same thing. We did. We, did, we did go for the same thing. I was gonna. Oh shit! I was gonna. I was gonna throw something at you, on Oh yeah, shit! I was gonna say, uh, how come you didn't go for the wall? Is that eighty minutes? I was tempted to be fair, but I was like, that's a that's a boomer take. That is. Oh, it's a bar. Um, okay. We're not. Yeah, we're not like, boomers here. No, yeah, we we've got to appeal to as many audiences <laughs> as possible, Sean. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the the Wall by Pink Floyd was was probably my favorite album for for a while, like especially yeah. through Six Bomb, which is obsessed with it. But yeah, that's that is a long album. I think that's yeah, that's probably about it, eighty it, it, minutes. The, long. Uh, the, the thing says long album in brackets eighty plus minutes. So I mean, it qualifies, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the wall's great. But I think but now I would probably more drawn to now. Now yeah. we get our Fantano core yeah. on, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we, and we say uh, we say obviously Swan, Swans, 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 is, yeah. Swans is uh, to be kind. I think I I just love that whole trilogy. I think each yeah. al- each album's fantastic in its own way. I think I can't pick one. I think mm. it's very it's very very hard for me to pick one. I think. I always end up going with To Be Kind because I think it's the first one that I kind of got into. Clicked with, yeah. And so, you know, I always end up going for that. But I think we'll, I think we'll focus on To Be Kind because I think out of the other two, 
the title track of the glowing man is phenomenal yeah i think i think the seer i enjoy more for the kind of narrative of it and me and kind of how uh michael jira compares himself to the seer and you know being born into the world of darkness yeah Uh, yeah. uh, michael jira read his biography a bit ago um, yeah uh well it's it's sort of like a biography about swans in general but it talks about his upbringing and he, he has been through some yeah, shit yeah yeah so. definitely but yeah so i think i like i like that and then the glowing man i think that some of the stuff that that tackles i think it's definitely more to do with like spiritual elements and stuff but i love mm, yeah i love the track when will i return because it's about his wife and and she had a traumatic experience and she's just detailing that and the fact that the yeah. track ends with the oh i'm alive oh i'm alive and you're just like oh uh, 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 it's like so <laughs> uncomfortable which yeah, you yeah, kind of you expect from Swan's music, but for it for it to be like a four minute track or whatever, and there to be no sort of you know crashing climb context to it and everything, yeah. And then obviously the uh, the title track's fantastic, and the Cloud of Unknowing a highlight as well. And but finally, peace at the end. Finally, great, peace. Yeah, I think as well. Cause, yeah, but I think that's it. They all kind of work together because I think To Be Kind was kind of made from you know tracks that they played on the Sea Tour, and then Going Man from yeah. tracks that they made from to be kind as well or in the sessions or whatever so they all kind of conjoined in that sense but yeah to be kind i think is just i think it's just fantastic from beginning to end i think when you're listening to it you've got to kind of invest otherwise you're not getting anything out of it yeah yeah because you just miss it and i think this is it because tucson uh louverture and uh, bring the sun it took so long for that track to get around for, to come around to me and i ended up just going oh yeah i'll just listen to this one track like i'd listen to an album because it is 35 minutes long. <laughs> that's literally how long we've been recording for at this point and everything we could have listened to that song <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah I, th- I think it uses the time like in such an amazing way like the way that it built like the tension of it all is fantastic and you know just how eerie it all is and th- th- i think the length of it definitely adds to it out of other longer albums i'll probably mention this album again but i like um, death consciousness by have a nice life i think that yeah. just goes over the 80 minute mark and i think just the way that that fucking album looks at depression the religious themes of it and fucking yeah man it's very, very emotionally uh, uh, overwhelming yeah absolutely i don't think i've got any other long long albums like that that i think uh, uh could have mentioned maybe kamasi washington's the epic or oh, all the fishman's live album yeah oh this this is this is an interesting one uh so this is mm. an album that you like but everybody hates yeah <laughs> i think uh lcd sound systems american dream was very close to overtaking my spot for this but i think i've definitely got another um hot take for a specific artist that the majority the majority <laughs> don't fucking agree with but i i mm. do and that is uh tyler creator's cherry bomb uh, and I, yeah. I think it was maybe about this time last year when i uh, did a blog and i was like oh i'll rank tyler's albums and uh, i put this first uh and i do i do believe <laughs> it's his best album i think that yeah wow. i think well like we've talked about how like flower boy i think listening to it i think it's great and then i come out of it and i'm like yeah and i just don't and then it doesn't really do anything for me once the album finishes which i think is its only mm. issue although like otherwise i think it's it's great like obviously it's great while i'm there it hasn't it's not it's not necessarily a bad album but that's just the effect that it has on me um, yeah, yeah. and then i think 
Igor's Igor's great, and Igor's probably my second favorite just because of how cohesive it is and the fact that you know it's a it's a project. But I just love how this album is basically just a nice little middle ground between yeah between um, the early Tyler yeah stuff. the early Tyler that says and does what he wants and the Tyler that, that takes the music side of things more seriously. And I yeah. think you get a nice mix of them both. And I think the only thing that really is wrong about this album is just the fact that you can't hear what Tyler says on the title track. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, Find Your Wings, Fucking Perfect, oh no, Fucking Young slash Perfect, Two Seater, mm. are all just gorgeous tracks. Um, I love how weird the brown stains of Dark East Latifah is. I think smokers is just fantastic like all all rappers on that do do bits i love the opener death camp and i love the uh, closer uh, okaga california i think that's another uh, great track as well but yeah a lot of people nice. uh, prefer uh, yeah it's, Boy or it's Eagle. an overlooked one isn't it so <laughs> we'll oh we'll just praise the early but, stuff and yeah think that he was I, think, I think that's it it's just I think it's really weird. You know, as well, like, because he released all the uh, instrumentals, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And gave them, like, completely different titles. And everyone's like, oh my God, what are these instrumentals from? Oh my God, these instrumentals are so good. These are so good. And he just went, well, they're from Cherry Bomb. <laughs> so it just kind of shows. Yeah, overlooked albums. Kind of the, the, igno- the ignorance towards that album. Mm, we don't accept slander of Cherry Bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cherry Bomb stand right here. Yeah, I went for something that I don't really listen to so much now. But uh, it's sort of like one of the things where I've got nostalgia for it, and I'm like, when I hear slander against this, I'm like, shut up. Because <laughs> I went for um, Danger Days by My Chemical Romance, because I used to love this album okay. when I was younger. When I was like 12, you know you know what I looked like <laughs> in school with my like Severus Snape hair? Oh, yeah, 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 that was course. when I was listening to My Chemical Romance. Uh, and I loved <laughs> this album, it was well good. Um, I mean, I think I still think now... There's a few dud tracks. Like I, I did go back to it a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, some of this still holds yeah. up pretty nicely. Like I would still listen to a fair yeah. bit of this. Uh, but then, obviously, with with my chemical romance, people sort of overlook this one. They often brush it off as being complete shit in favor of like Black Parade yeah. or um, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or the more emo stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. But I think this album is still pretty tight. There's bangers on it. Uh, I think the na 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 song. Yeah, there's a tune. Uh, I think Planetary Go, Party Poison. Um, uh, what's it called? Save Yourself or Hold Them Back. Um, uh, Vampire Money. And I think Summertime is really sweet as well. So I think all yeah. I think all of them are bangers. Uh, stand cool. by that album being good. At least being <laughs> like decent. So Yeah, yeah. You know what? I might, I might give it a go now. On your recommendation, I'll try, try and uh, imagine I'm twelve again. <laughs> yeah, you'll enjoy it more. <laughs> but uh, albums that we hate, but everyone else likes. Ooh. I wanna. You know, do I? Do I let you go now? Because I know that you just. You're gonna, you're gonna let me off the leash. <laughs> nah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll drop mine first. Yeah, go for it. My, my, I think my choice coming into this was uh, the knife shake and the habitual, basically just because, um, it was sort of like. I don't know. I remember it getting like a lot of like hype around all these music accounts and stuff, and then mm. I listened to it. And I think the one thing with me in dance music is that it gets too repetitive. And when when it gets too repetitive, I'm like, right, okay, come on, switch it up now. Come on, do something. You say that, but you're a and Swans fan. Where he'll play I the same a, chord yeah, for like ten there, minutes. But there's a there's a there's a payoff with Swans. I know, you know I, mean? I know. Don't worry, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> <of that. laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a payoff with like a screenshot that bass line. Yeah, you yeah. listen through the whole track, and then he actually says stuff. 
you know keeps you hooked and no, then i remember thinking the first time i heard that was i was just like oh he's just repeating the same thing over and over again but yeah. I, was, I was young and dumb back then i'm yeah, wise now you, <laughs> you didn't know the power of the <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think and then like by the end of it you know we picks up you get the drone in and you know you're like Ugh, you're just kind of shook up by it whereas i think i tried i tried this i did the um Isles by Bicep review as well and I think the same thing there is just that you know you're repeating the same beat and you're repeating the same beat and I'm waiting for just something else to happen to kind of at least add to it Yeah. or you know don't make it so I've been listening to this for the past 13 minutes for nothing <laughs> <laughs> and it just fucking never happens but to be fair I have listened to that album once so I'm, I mean I might give it another go yeah, and yeah. see if, I, if see if it still lives up but the other one that I want to mention is uh if we're going, if we're going that far, there's a to be fair, there's loads of there's loads of artists that put out like you know albums or whatever, and everyone goes, oh my god, it's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. It's only really amazing to them because it's there and it's it's what's in front of them in that sense. Yeah. Um, and so Lewis Capaldi falls into that for me because I think I I've had this conversation with so many people about <laughs> how his album what's I don't even know what the fuck it's called. It's that really pretentious one. title, isn't it? Like like oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I can't. It's like something divine in it. I can't. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, yeah. You know, something it doesn't even crap. fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, matter. matter. That's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> not even going to dignify it by telling its, full, like, its actual name. Yeah, just no, I'm not giving it any it. more hype yeah. than it has. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember having so many t- conversations with people about how, oh, this album's a classic of this generation. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not. I said that before I listened to it. I listened to it to kind of, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and I'll listen to it and it's honestly just bland yeah. fucking moaning after moaning <laughs> after moaning and you know we have talked about you know Carrie and Lowell where but there's a fucking personal connection there Yeah. and as well I want to say that Carrie and Lowell's majority written by Sofia is yeah. it? yeah so it's yeah. all written by him whereas he's got about five writers on every song so <laughs> yeah, where's the not, it's not that personal yeah. so where's the sentimental value then? Because all he's doing is writing moany ballads so that fucking 14-year-olds can sit there and go, oh, I feel emotional. <laughs> and, you know... He just like, gets me. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's just fucking he doing it. So you, buy sell, it yeah. so you buy it. He's a product. Yeah, it's not like there's a vision to it or anything. It's just, I'm going to write moody, moany songs. I don't think he's particularly got a good voice either. But... That's my rant over, Sean. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna sit back. I'll drink my drink. And uh, your album is uh, AM by the Arctic Monkey. So why yeah. is that? Why is that? Why is that so bad, Sean? I, I kind of like it. I mean, yeah. When I was younger, <laughs> first two Arctic Monkeys albums, quite liked a fair bit of stuff from there. Still think the yeah. drums in Brian's song go pretty hard. So I can, I can appreciate, you know, the first two Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Bit, bit of stuff on, on there. Fair enough. <laughs> Fake Tales of San Francisco comes on. I'll have a boogie to it. I don't mind. <laughs> AM, right. I only knew this album. I only knew, I only knew Are You Mine, and I thought that's all right. That's not that bad. That's yeah. pretty decent. And then um, a former friend of mine once ha- insisted I listen to the whole album, um, yeah. and I sat there and I was literally giving it my my undivided attention because um, I was told that it was really good, and I was this is so boring. <laughs> Like I, je- I like, I have, don't think I've heard a more boring, dull album. And I've and literally, and I've listened to William Basinski's Disintegration Loops 
yeah, which yeah. is the same thing being played for over an hour and just slowly being degraded by the tape loop machine. And that was more interesting than AM. Well, that is actually a pretty good <laughs> album. I quite enjoyed um, Disintegration Loops. But yeah. the concept of that should, in theory, be really dull and boring. But yet it's yeah. so much more interesting than Artie Monkey's dull shite <laughs> on that album. And literally, the most insulting thing is the last song because it's not even... Is, I mean, it's a cover, which, you know, intrinsically isn't a bad thing to cover someone else's song, but yeah. it's a cover of John Cooper Clark's I Want to Be Yours poem, which is great already, but it's just Alex Turner doing it in a shit delivery. Uh, and I suppose this isn't entirely his fault, but the fact that yeah. you get so many, like, 14-year-olds being like, oh, I, I can't believe John Cooper Clark, whoever that is, covered Arctic Monkeys. Like, oh. no! That's not what happened. <laughs> and he's, Nick, it's literally, he's singing that, but to the chords of Lover Man by um, Nick Cave and that's a great song oh, right, okay. so he's just mishmashing two great songs and making them shitter as a result <laughs> and it just really irrationally gets under my skin but yeah I hate that album so much and anyone who listens to it <laughs> yeah. turn off the podcast <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I don't hate anyone who listens to it but I just think it's really shit yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean I, I don't think I've really like fully given the Arctic Monkeys the full appreciation that I think they deserve so I'm just going to say No, I, th- I reckon you have. I reckon you've probably given them everything that they deserve already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying that so that all the artists yeah, will come stay through. on the uh, episode. Yeah. Um, we're going to go for the uh, the next topic and, and go for a more underrated uh, album. Mm. Well, I was going to put something else, but then I saw on this on the category that Criminally Overlooked was also on it yeah, later. Yeah. And I thought the album that I originally went for was more befitting of that, so I've saved that one for later. But the one that I ended up going for is Hail to the Thief by Radiohead. I think that one is, a, is very is very underrated in the discography. I think it's a cracking album. I think it's up yeah. there as one of their best ones. It's their longest mm. album as well. It's got I think it's got, what, 17 songs in it or something like that? Um, but I, I would say the vast majority of them are solid. Like I would say yeah. at least 15 are solid. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's quality. I think there's a lot of good, um, subtle, but, you know, there, political commentary, because um, this is around the time of the um, the Iraq War, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of commentary on that. Like, even the, the album's uh, title, Hail to the Thief, was uh, a reference oh, yeah, yeah. To, to that. But yeah, I just think it's great. I think it's very underrated in Radiohead's discography, because it's, it's just sort of overshadowed by, you know, Kid A. Yeah, and, some, and, and, some classics, yeah. yeah. Kid A and in rainbows. Although uh, another another hot take, um, I think it, I think this is better than OK Computer. I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll come to that road when we get. There. Yeah. For mine, I put um, Speaker Box Love Below by Outcast. Nice. Uh, I want to shout out Mickey Briley because I feel like if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have given this album the chances that mm. I feel like it deserved. But I think, yeah, Outcast. whenever you think of their discography, it's obviously a solid discography, but it's always AT Aliens, Aquemini, Stankonia that always sits near the yeah. top. Whereas I just think that Speakerbox and Love Below is kind of like the best of both worlds. And I think it just shows the versatility. And I think it also shows that, you know, Big Boy can stand on his own. And Andre can stand on his own, yeah. Everyone kind of says Andre 3000's all this, that, and, you know, great. But, you know, there's that... Speakerbox shows how amazing Big Boy is, and you know, sort of embracing the South in that sense. And yeah. A lot, of, a lot of you know, he had Lil John on here. He had Ludacris. I loved the uh, I love flip flop rock with Killer Mike and Jay Z. Yeah. That shit's sick. And then it goes into the Love Below, which is a full concept album by Andre Three Thousand, kind of looking at you know the boundaries of love. 
and obviously you know you have hey ya and yeah. obviously that's Roses one of them you know well, look, yeah. at, look at look at the lyrics <laughs> but i think i think it was really weird listening to it if you listen to it in full like beginning to end hey ya comes on and it's honestly it's like you've heard you're hearing it for the first time and yeah. I think that's wild because obviously it's so fucking saturated at this point. But I think it when you listen to it in the context of the album, like it works so well. And I love, I just love, I just love Andre Three Thousand. I love yeah. his, his commentary towards the back end of it when the tracks maybe get a bit more pretentious or whatever. Um, and I just, I just love the whole concept of it because I think it's not obviously love such a massive thing in music and it's used quite a lot, you know, obviously to sell. Yeah. Um, but I think it's quite interesting to say that he completely took it, he flipped it on its head and took it in a different direction. And as, and as well, the fact that he did so much of the instrumentation and the production on the whole thing just sounds so fucking good. But yeah, yeah, it does. Nice pick. But yeah. And uh, we move on to uh, overrated. I mean, do I, do we start with me? Yeah, if you. I've, I've got the more controversial one, I think. Go for it. What, what? Oh, okay. We've both, I think we've both got some quite uh, controversial takes, like yeah. That. Mine may still be a bit more, but um, yeah, I went for LCD Sound System Sound of Silver. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I've listened through the whole discography this week, and I think Sound of Silver never really stood out to me. Like, I did enjoy uh, This Is Happening, um, but I just think that listening to it now, I was just like, yeah, there's nothing here that really you know stands out to me i feel like listening to the first the self-titled album listening to this is happening it's just kind of like a middle ground between the two i think with the more kind of stretched out songs and maybe a bit more conceptually tight um but with more of the dance elements and the more kind of stripped black uh look at um the uh fucking self-titled album but I, I i'd not to say that this is a bad album like i do think it's good i just don't think that it deserves you know must listen to one of the best albums of all time status that it's kind of got and i think that and you know again like everyone has their opinion but i think that this is happening should be there in its place but we'll move from that it's all right so <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay to be wrong it's all right to be wrong. yeah I feel, I feel i feel like that was i feel like that was a safe way to explain <laughs> but yeah and uh for, for sean i was quite surprised with this to say that to say but i, I don't really remember you ultimately like in the post-rock apart from swans but, see i like uh, i like yeah. um other stuff from from this band more than i oh, like right, this okay. one but it's sort, it's sort of the same kind of thing with you um like i don't think it's bad but in yeah it doesn't get the acclaim that i think other ones in the discography deserve so i went for yeah. lift your skinny fists like antennas to heaven by godspeed you black emperor um bit of a mouthful i know but <laughs> but no uh, i think just like the album to be fair yeah um <laughs> But yeah, this is a post-rock album from 2000 uh, and is often acclaimed as being like a pinnacle of the genre. Uh, and again, I think it's good. I think it's cool. There's, there's some some interesting bits on this album, but I don't think it has the same yeah. atmosphere or effect that, that Godspeed's first album, F-sharp, A-sharp, oh, Infinity okay. does. I think that's such a better album and so much more deserving of the um, yeah. the title of that. Because if, you, if you're after gloomy, post-apocalyptic rock kind of music um yeah that's just flipped the whole genre on its head and um really makes you feel the atmosphere more uh as well as having a lot of like different instruments on it as well like not just guitars and and drums and bass and everything that you might expect listen yeah. to f sharp instead it's just better in my opinion yeah. <laughs> i think i just remember listening to it 
it and i think with a lot of post-rock albums i think you definitely need to listen to it a good couple of times yes yeah, yeah it's very easy to just kind of lo- lose you know concentration on it um but i listened to i think i remember listening to it and i think it was like the final track and i just remember like everything just sort of kicking in i was like holy shit um, but I think I do prefer. I have only listened to it once, like. But I do prefer Slippery uh, Skinny Fist. I think I just think mm. Storm's a fantastic track. Yeah, it is. And I, I think and I think maybe that kind of holds it, maybe in that higher regard. Yeah, I think I have listened to it more and let it grow up, grow to me more as well. But yeah, I will. I'll have to give a F sharp, A sharp, Infinity another go. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I'm just realised what we got next. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the episodely, right? me- it's like the episodely <laughs> mention of fucking a thousand guests. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was gonna put this in. I was gonna put this in the you hate but everyone likes. But I was like, nah, I'm nah, like, nah. Easy, easy target that. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's when we start arguing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. I was like, I'll, I'll hold uh, my tongue. So it's all right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this this uh, category is a uh, why do why do I like this and I and as mentioned I have gone for a thousand gex. I don't know why I like this. I just remember. I don't know why you like this it. either. <laughs> I don't. I think I think a good amount of the population sort of ask why do I like this. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember listening to it for the first time and being like, oh my god! Like every single song slaps. This is so weird. This is so cool. It's like I don't even know. It's like a mix of like trap music again, hyperpop and dubstep and all the distortion, all the weird shit going on. And I just think it's so fucking busy, and it's like you know you can't listen to it and like not be like glued to it because there's so much shit happening, there's so much energy to it, and I, I just have so much fun with this record. Like it's only twenty minutes long, I can listen through it. I can have you know I can experience X amount of emotions just <laughs> in terms in terms of. Uh, I'm having fun and what the fuck so it's just, I think there's just so many bangers on here front <laughs> to back and uh, obviously some people may not think so and mm. you know maybe you're normal you know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> uh, but yeah I think I, I've probably talked about this album too much I think that that's, a, that's enough details I need to go in on that one but uh, listen to A Thousand Gex before <laughs> you start saying it's shit yeah yeah no yeah you should <laughs> listen to it before Coming to before a con- we, before you before you come to the same conclusion to as me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen to it, so then you can agree with me with a bit of uh, you know a bit of, of, of weight to your claims. <laughs> to be fair, they they they've done a collaboration with you. Yeah, I was just gonna say, so... I was just gonna say, like um, the the sort of it's it's, it's, it's running along of... the same sort of lines of just like really weird and unique and just kind of playful. Yeah, but yeah. Go on, go on. What have you picked, Sean? I went for Benito Generation by Caro Caro Benito. For this one um and i think as someone like myself who I, I would say that my main genres of music that i listen to are sort of like uh post-punk quite a lot of like gloomy rock um yeah. music and yet uh benito generation is a really bright upbeat um sort of like bubblegum pop album and i remember when yeah. i first heard it because I, I i think the album cover is very bright um like big yellow background you got sarah in a big bright blue um, graduation robe i was like something about that just sort of i kind of expected it to be some like really dark and like um (laughs) like gritty album just to really juxtapose the album but no it's just that's another album that's got great album art that really sums up what's going on in it um which i think the the gex remix album does as well to be fair um (laughs) like yeah (laughs) but this album is just really like happy cheery pop songs um just about a lot of 
nice topics. Like this, it's just yeah. it's just nice. It's just it's just a sweet listen. And I don't know what endeared me to it, but eventually it just clicked, and um, I went from thinking this is shit to just like singing along <laughs> to it in like yeah, high high pitched vocals and everything. Yeah, you'll get you'll get there with the hundred gigs when you realise that you need to not listen to it with your um, music critic critic hat on and just yeah, kind of enjoy just zone it. out. <laughs> Perhaps you're right, but then I think that that's that's probably what uh, it is for me. Yeah. Uh, I think Carico Benito did a complete left turn that I really appreciated because by the next album they were sort of doing the similar kind of things, a lot of similar themes as well, but they were experimenting with a lot of different like rock and noise elements, um, and I just absolutely loved that combination. And I think their follow-up album, I didn't want to put it in this category because I think I can understand why I like that a bit more. Um, so I thought this yeah. was more fitting of this category, but I think that follow-up album, Time and Place, is pretty close to a ten in my yeah. opinion. Like it's so good. Oh wow! Yeah, I do. I did enjoy that album. I think. I think I haven't fully listened to uh, Finito Generation, but I did enjoy Time and Place. Yeah, oh, I'm very excited uh, for their next one. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on to the final pick yep. of uh, this episode. Like this episode. Yo, it's Joel from the editing booth coming back at you. We forgot to mention what the title of this pick was, but it is the album you always come back to pick and so back to joe and sean it's really really funny because I, um we did a full episode on this album and it's the it's the one that i think was uh, quite hard to motivate myself to yeah. try and edit hence why you're probably never gonna hear it but uh, it's loveless by my bloody valentine shoegaze essential essential shoegaze one of the best albums of all time that that i i can agree with i just think I don't know. I, I remember listening to it quite a while ago and just kind of be like, "Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. I'll I'll, I'll stick out my topsters or whatever." But like yeah. now, it's just kind of like, "Oh, I just sit in it and just how moody it is, and you just kind of enjoy what's going on around you." And you put this album on, and again, you know, in my uh, Desert Island discs, I put, uh, I said sometimes it's one of my favorite songs, and yeah. I've loved to, and that you know, going on a walk and putting that on is amazing, and I think just the. The way that you know it keeps you engaged while also being sort of kind of drawn out and moody is fantastic, and I think all yeah, the absolutely. effects and shit and Ke- Kevin Shields is a uh, genius. Perfectionism, you know, yeah, they're all all fantastic. So I think I had a similar kind of experience with it because I remember first hearing it and thinking it was like cool, but a little bit like gimmicky in a sense that like it's it's just that album yeah. with all the reverb and all the noise and everything. <laughs> so I sort of brushed it off as that but then once i gave it like proper attention and a proper go and everything and then let you hear sometimes and um in um lost in translation and you just realize how well it fits that kind of kind of atmosphere and mood uh but yeah i agree (laughs) yeah i think for for mine for this one i went for Something that I think has come up in in the show before. Yeah, we. Possibly. I think this was your. Was this was this? It might have been my uh, Desert Island discs, the one that you said for that. The your fix. For yeah, that. it's yeah. definitely been one of your fixes. Yeah, it has. Well, I went for Kimono My House by Sparks, which is one that I've only really been getting into in the last, maybe like last month or so, um, and it's just so much fun. Like I just keep coming back to it and listening to it all the way through, um, and yeah. just cause it's full of tunes. If you read the lyrics to the songs, a lot of them are very like I just sort of brushed it off as just being full of bangers. But then when I actually looked at the lyrics and everything, they're quite insightful. There's like a lot like oh, wow. not not like a, not like social commentary in in the sense of like um, talking about like equal rights and and deep topics like that. But it's sort of just about yeah. like human interaction and stuff and the sort of humorous side to to a lot of it. Um, yeah. Like there's a song that I never paid any attention to the lyrics to. 
uh, and it's about some pretentious student bellend who thinks that because he can speak a little bit of a couple of languages, these girls are going to be obsessed with him, and he's confused yeah. as to why they leave him at the end. Um, oh my god! And another one about a guy who had a suicide pact with his girlfriend, uh, and he killed himself, but she didn't go through with it, and he's just complain <laughs> complaining from heaven about being so bored. Um, oh so it's just gosh. weird topics like that that you just didn't I just didn't expect at all from yeah. listening to it, but it's just I a lot it, of fun. Yeah, it's kind of, I think it kind of adds to their sort of quirkiness. Yeah. In a sense, yeah. That's quite, that's quite cool. I, yeah. If I, if, I, if I didn't want to listen before, then I think, yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely give it a go now. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I think that's that's it for this episode then. We've cut off point. We've been doing it for long enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tune in next week to hear our uh, Bad Day Cures and our uh, favourite active bands. Interesting. Other than that, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Your Final Fix, uh, Jovid underscore 19, Sean LBD. Follow us on uh, Spotify, Final Fix playlists, and yeah. And follow uh, Chihuahua Band, uh, oh, news legend. coming soon. Yeah, heard. announcement yeah. tonight. <laughs> As we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> a bit late, but I will. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. See you next week. See you next week.